What's up, guys? Welcome to the Don't Forget to Love podcast with me, Mara Sullivan. It has been over two weeks since I uploaded, so I'm just going to share a little life update, what I've been up to, and then we will jump into today's topic. So my May was crazy busy. I feel like I worked every single day for the whole month of May. I had a great Mother's Day with my mom. We went to a gospel concert. We saw J.K. Carr, Yolanda Adams, John P. Key, J.J. Harrison, and a bunch of other artists. The show was great. I also got to reconnect with one of my friends who I hadn't seen in over three years since the shutdown. People's lives have just changed so much. I think more than some of us realize. We, you know, we hear the news people say all the time that it'll be years before we really fully understand and grasp the full extent or effect that the lockdown had. Now it feels like we're back to business as usual, but so much has really changed and so many individual lives have really been impacted in so many different ways. Last week, I went to the Preakness. It's held here in Maryland every year. I personally cannot tell you a single thing about horse races or betting, but Bruno Mars was the headliner performer. I solely went so that I could finally see him in person. I've been wanting to see Bruno Mars for so long, for so many years. Um, He's been on tour the last few years, but his ticket prices have been like crazy expensive. I've been wanting to see him since Grenade, which was like years and years ago. But I finally got to see him last weekend at the Preakness and it was so much fun. Um, But like the ticket prices, like I said before, his tour, like ticket prices have been crazy. Were crazy expensive, but luckily this performance was a part of the Preakness, and so it wasn't as expensive. Of course, it wasn't as long as a full concert, but he did sing a lot. He sung all the hits. He is an incredible, incredible performer, incredible entertainer. Of course, he's hot, <laughs> and he can really sing. I love his voice. It was pouring rain, but that honestly made the show even more special and more memorable. He sung songs that I didn't even think he'd sing. He sung Marry Me. Um, He opened with 24 Karat Magic, of course, and he sung That's What I Like, which is my favorite Bruno Mars song. Um, He also sung Just The Way You Are. You guys know I love romance, and so I was super happy that he sung Just The Way You Are. Um, He has like a really down-to-earth, humble, fun vibe about him, like just from seeing him perform and interact with the crowd. I think I could just tell like he's really doing what he loves, and he's really grateful to be doing it. So that was the highlight of my May. I saw The Little Mermaid last, I saw it uh, two days ago, actually, over Memorial Day weekend, and I actually saw it twice in three days. So I went, um, I went with two of my friends on Saturday, and I went with my mom on Monday, and I absolutely love the movie. If you have not seen the, the Little Mermaid yet, definitely go see it. It's one of the most important moments you know, in current black history, black culture, Holly Bailey is beautiful. It's just so well done. The prince, of course, is gorgeous. Um, Some of like the CGI and animation did look weird at some points, but it's understandable because, you know, they really had to make it look like it was fully underwater. But as usual, Disney did an incredible job. Melissa McCarthy, y'all. Melissa McCarthy is just incredible like that's all I can say the new Ursula is absolute perfection I'm a huge Melissa McCarthy fan in general I fell in love with her on Gilmore Girls she was my favorite character in that show but both her and Haley did an amazing job singing and Haley is so young 
um, like and to make such a, this much of a historic impact like so early in her life is just unbelievable. My favorite part of the movie without giving anything away is just her dreadlocks. Like Disney really did us a solid on letting Haley keep her dreadlocks. I think she looked beautiful and you know, they really did us a solid and I say I say us because when things like this happen, a win for one of us is a win for all of us. It sounds cheesy, but how we're portrayed in Hollywood has an effect on how we're portrayed in every single area, on our jobs, walking down the street, in sports. Representation is just so important, and I'm just so happy and grateful that this movie is here, and I love it. It is beautiful. Um, I've also been posting a lot on the new social media app, Lemon8. You guys can follow me over there at Mara P. Sullivan. I really love it, and I'm already using it a lot more than Instagram or TikTok because it's more me. Like I love taking pictures, and I love writing, and this app puts an emphasis on those two things. I made a few of my friends get on there as well, and they love it. It just feels more free and not as... Um, not as much pressure, not yet anyway. It's still really new. And so I know once the ads and brands get on there and people start making money on it, just like other social media apps, it'll get a little bit more commercial. But right now it's such a nice space and I love building a, a community on there because no one, no one is on there that I know. And so everyone who's following me is following me for my content and they don't know me personally, which is really cool. Um, again, the the app is the word lemon and the number eight. And you can find me on there at Mara P. Sullivan. It's like Pinterest, a blog and the old Instagram that was focused on pictures, like all in one app. So I really love it. So today's episode is cozy, comfort, slowing down, wellness, lifestyle, simple life vibes. My most downloaded episode to date is my wellness routines that will help you Thrive episode. It has almost reached 2,000 downloads as of today. So thank you guys so, so, so much. Um, and so I wanted to give you guys another healthy living focused episode since so many of you loved my last wellness episode so much. We're going to be talking about European or French inspired lifestyles. We'll be talking about blue zone wellness hacks. For those of you who don't know, blue zones are the parts of the world where people live the longest, are the healthiest. I'll be talking about Hugo, which is a Danish term. People, um, Danish people are reported to be the happiest population in the world. And so I'll be sharing their lifestyle habits. Um, these are all things that I've been studying like myself personally for the past year or so and I've incorporated so many European Danish blue zone practices into my life over the past year. I'm so grateful to be American and of course live in this country where there's so much opportunity. We have so many advantages, but there is a lot about American culture and our society and the standard American lifestyle that has like never resonated with me is no secret that the standard American diet is basically trash. Our medical system is designed to keep, you know, sick people on medication and treat the symptoms of so many, many diseases instead of the root cause. For so long, we've kind of like worshipped and idolized fame, money, climbing the corporate ladder, chasing the American dream of like marriage, marriage, the white picket fence, 2.5 kids. And now in 2023, the standards are shifting a lot in our society. People are starting to be more aware and more woke to how bad most of our food and snacks and drinks and candy and soda and all this stuff is. People are starting to not chase after 
after the traditional American dream anymore and just really creating their own realities. More people are realizing, you know, our medical system often does fail us and it doesn't always have our best interest in mind and are starting to be more, you know, holistic and question a lot about our culture. I'm Gen Z. I'm 24 years old. And I feel like, you know, this generation is focused on being real. A lot of us are not accepting the status quo. We're not following traditional life paths. We're not, you know, hiding, you know, who we are or letting things slide that aren't right. And it is because we have so much more opportunity now. And a lot of options now didn't even exist 10 years ago. And so we just have so many advantages because of where the world is, because of where technology is, and we should all be taking advantage of the resources that we have now. One of the main advantages that we have now in our society is the whole health and wellness boom that that has happened over the past few years. Like I said, people have started to really question doctors and medicine and um, the way healthcare works and the things that doctors prescribe, the things we're told and encouraged to eat and drink. It's like the, the curtains being lifted in all areas of health. And many people are now aware that not every single health issue needs a pill. You know, sometimes there's more simple, natural, holistic solutions um, to things like getting sleep, getting more sleep, um, intermittent fasting, drinking more water, exercising, paying attention to ingredient labels and stop getting things with like a paragraph of ingredients that we can't pronounce. Less is better when it comes to most ingredient labels, eating whole foods, organic when you can. A few years ago, organic food was only available, you know, at specific health food stores or special markets. But now you can go to Walmart, Target. Most local grocery stores have organic food. Even Aldi, which is known for being super affordable, now carries low price organic food. So you don't have to spend a ton of money to eat healthy. Obviously, that depends on the options you have available to you. And but like people in general are just starting to be much more aware and conscious of the things we're putting in and on our bodies and the things that we have in our homes and cleaning products and all different things. I think for so long, this country has just been run on convenience and ease and, you know, heavily processed unnecessarily unnecessary meds. And it's like an awakening happening right now where more and more people are genuinely wanting to make better choices and take their health into their own hands and be more aware of their health. No shade at all to doctors or medicine. I am super grateful for pharmacies and medicine when I need it. And it's, you know, I know that it's a necessity for many people, but I think people are realizing that lifestyle factors do help cure a lot of diseases, lowering stress, moving our bodies, drinking water, prioritizing sleep and rest, getting sunlight, eating real whole nutritious food, being around good people. All these lifestyle things contribute to our health more than I think we realized or have been taught in the past. We learn to work you know, we learn to work hard in school, but most of us don't learn about how to really take care of ourselves and manage stress and the health decline that can go along with chasing the quote unquote American dream. There's no point in working so hard for things and then being too sick to enjoy them. Um, the simple things are not always taught to us because I think we all know that the healthiest things oftentimes are free or really low cost. Fasting is free. Water in most places um, is free or at least very inexpensive if you can only 
have if you only have access to bottled water. Sleep is free. Fruits and vegetables aren't insanely expensive. In most cultures, Americans are often like stereotypically viewed as overweight, lazy, obsessed with fame, money, unhealthy fast food, overworking, all these negative things. But I do see the culture shifting into a more holistic way of life. I think the um, pandemic made a lot of people reassess their lives and pay more attention to their health like more than ever before, especially in this country where... Um, So many of our citizens have underlying diseases and health struggles. So I do believe a shift is happening and we're realizing that some of the habits of other countries and other cultures should be adapted here. Things like minimalism, less is more, simple, basic things can have the biggest impact. So a bit about European lifestyle. Some of the major European countries are France, Italy, Spain, the UK. And there's a reason why... Um, so many movies and shows where Americans travel to another country, um, movies and books like Eat, Pray, Love, Under the Tuscan Sun. One of my favorite books um, is Eat, Pray, F My Life. It's a true story. It's really good. Um, even Emily in Paris, which we all know isn't totally accurate by any means, but they all have the same thing in common, and that is that Americans tend to live and work instead of they tend Americans tend to work live to work instead of work to live and we don't always prioritize community and health and just live living life in general the way other societies do people in all countries work very hard and work long hours but the mentality is often different Americans sometimes work a lot to impress other people instead of seeing work as a purpose or calling and that's why it's so common for Americans to go to other countries and have life-changing realizations and find so much peace and get grounded Um, and that's because we don't always focus on the important things in life the things that really matter Or, you know, even take time to slow down and figure out what we're doing and why we're doing it, who we're doing it for. That's also why self-care had such a a huge boom in our society, too, because this country has been all about climbing and reaching and hard work and hustle, putting band-aids on bullet wounds and not giving ourselves the care, attention, love that we really need need on a daily basis, Um, Because this is an expensive country to live in, we do have to work hard and um, work a lot. And our opportunities are incredible here. The American dream is possible, but sometimes it comes at a price. And that price, unfortunately, a lot of times is people's health or relationships or giving up the things that really make us happy. I love the movie Eat, Pray, Love. And my favorite line in that movie is Americans know entertainment, but they don't know pleasure. We don't always take the time to be present, savor the moment, stop and smell the roses, as they say. As a society, we do tend to rush a lot. Pleasure is about slowing down, taking your time. We do know entertainment. We're probably the entertainment capital of the world because we have Hollywood and TV and artists from other countries come here to make it big. Like Adele is from the UK. The Beatles are from England. Idris Elba is from London. Chris Hemsworth is from Australia. One Direction is from England. We value entertainment and put our entertainers on a pedestal in ways that aren't always super common in other countries. That's why they often come here to get the opportunities, you know, that America offers. It's part of the American dream. 
So we really know entertainment, but not pleasure. What that really means is we spend money keeping ourselves entertained all the time. The streaming and music subscriptions, theme parks, shows, like we always have to be doing something. And there's like a restlessness energy around that sometimes. Like so many of us don't know how to be still. And the shutdown really showed us that. And, you know, one of the reasons Americans experience life transformations when they travel to other countries is because a lot of other cultures are not always chasing in the same way that we are. You know, they're working, they're taking care of their homes and their families, just like we do here, but it's not always as material and superficial. Things are, you know, sometimes more quiet and more still in other places. People move slower. They walk. They take the time to admire nature and architecture and find joy in more simple things than we do here in America. European lifestyle is about focusing on the things that you actually need, not every single thing that you want or unnecessary things that we don't really need. For example, we've all seen the stereotypical like fancy French restaurant give like a tiny portion of food and it only seems small to us because we're so used to massive portions here in America or like we've I'm sure you guys have also seen like French apartments or homes are often smaller, even when the people are wealthy, you know, their homes are sometimes smaller. They have good jobs. Um, A lot of, you know, Parisians have a capsule wardrobe. Many Americans are now adapting, you know, capsule wardrobes and more minimal lifestyles because we've realized that clutter does affect our health. And also there's such a thing as decision fatigue, where if we have have too many Um, things to choose from it can get overwhelming and stressful so when we have like a more minimal lifestyle or things like a capsule wardrobe which is when your closet is focused on simple basic pieces that you can mix and match and dress up or down depending on the occasion so you don't constantly have to buy new clothes Um, having things set in place makes it easier on our brains to not have to constantly have to make decisions on things that shouldn't take too much time like what to wear what to eat what you're doing like I mentioned before Europeans and other populations work but put more emphasis on purpose working with intention not always just working to make money or just to say that they have a certain job or a certain job title or position, a good thing to adapt is to really focus on your why for doing the things that you do. We all have to earn money. We all have to make a living, pay bills, support families, but it's also important to fulfill your to fill your own cup and still leave room to take care of yourself and do the things that you enjoy. Even if it's just a few minutes a day or an hour a week, you can journal, take a walk, take a nap, sit in silence, talk to your friends and family, go to church, do something for yourself, make the time to do something for you as often as you can. Another thing to consider adapting into your life is walking as much as possible. In a lot of European countries, it's way more common not to drive. Even people who own cars don't always use them as much as we do. I hate driving in general, and I live in a city where I can get around without having a car. It's always been weird to me that New York City is like the only place in America where it's like socially acceptable to not drive everywhere else. People look at you like you're crazy if you don't drive, and I don't get it, but it's something that can definitely save you money and help you get more exercise if that is an option for you even if it's not all the time walk when you can another good lifestyle habit 
to incorporate in your life is taking your time and spending your time, not rushing, slowing down. This goes back to being intentional and simplifying and minimizing things about your life, taking things off your plate when you can, making sure what you're doing actually makes sense and being mindful about how you're spending your time. A typical American phrase is, I don't have enough time or I don't have time for that. Um, There aren't enough hours in the day. How can you make more time? Are there tasks that you can delegate to someone else? Is there something you're doing that you um, don't need to be doing or don't need to um, be doing for a long period of time? Instead of spending an hour on something, can you set an hour, set a timer for 20 minutes? Instead of taking a whole day to clean, can you clean clean as you go or spend 10 minutes each day cleaning a certain area? If you have a family, obviously you'll have to, um, you'll have other people to consider. Do you need a sitter for an hour? Can your spouse take the kids if you're feeling burnt out? Um, kids can go with you too. I was raised by a single mom, and one of the things I admire the most about my mom um, is that she brought me into her world. She didn't change her entire life to revolve around my world. She didn't let having to raise a kid on her own stop her from living and enjoying her life and doing the things that she wanted to do. So remember, it's hard to pour from an empty cup. Taking care of yourself goes hand in hand with taking care of your kids as well. Um, Buy fresh food as much as possible. In France, most people don't grocery shop in bulk like we do here. They go to the market daily, which is why the food tastes better because it's so fresh. If you have a farmer's market or... Um, you know, a fresh bakery, take advantage of those when you can. Farmers markets are becoming way more common here now, and especially this time of year when it's warm outside. Something else I love about European lifestyle is the love and appreciation of art and culture. Everything is a moment, you know, when you, that's why you see like the fancy French women or, you know, the pictures of people in other cultures just sitting around and eating or talking or walking down the street or being at a cafe like those are not huge things but everything is a moment you know preparing meals going on a walk spending time with friends and family reading eating um, having coffee everything even the simple things are each like its own moment basically the emphasis on romanticizing your life and being more present cooking preparation presentation fashion literature museums music taking in the beauty of everything like i said before not always rushing being high strung americans are also known for being super stressed all the time it's one of the leading causes of death here There's so much weight on our shoulders and pressure to perform and to progress. We're just starting to realize now, you know, the toll that so many of these things take on us and um, reading. It doesn't have to be, you know, romanticizing your life doesn't have to be every single day, but, you know, it can be those little moments of doing something that you enjoy, having things in your space that make you happy, lighting a candle, drinking tea, reading a book, a magazine, having relaxing music on in the background, doing those little things so that you can feel more peace and joy in your everyday life so that we're not always just trying to get to Friday. (laughs) That's also something very American is the obsession with the weekends and being um, our only time to enjoy our life, 
you know, Monday through Friday, we work ourselves to death and then to get like five minutes of freedom on the weekends and start the whole rat race over again. Think about how you can incorporate some of the weekend into your life during the week. Can you take 10 minutes to do something you enjoy doing on a Saturday or a Sunday and do it on a Tuesday or a Wednesday so that you're not always just trying to make it to Friday or make it to your vacation week? How can you have more of the weekend and vacation moments in your everyday life. Now let's talk about the blue zones and some things that you can incorporate in your life to hopefully live longer, be happier, which at the end of the day is what most of us are striving for. Blue zones are the areas in the world where the people have been shown to live the longest and California's is actually on that list. And so America is not completely in the red when it comes to longevity. The um, current blue zones in the world right now are Loma Linda, Linda, California, which is here in the United States, Nicoya Pen- Peninsula, Costa Rica, Sardinia, Italy, Ikaria, Greece. I know I said that wrong. Okinawa, Japan. Loma Linda, California has a large religious population of Seventh-day Adventists who in general follow a vegetarian diet. They have very low meat consumption and little to no alcohol or caffeine consumption. Also, with the religious community comes that sense of community in general, which has also been shown to help people live longer and have healthier lives. We've all seen it when people are alone and don't have community around them um, and don't have that love and support. It does tend to lead to depression, loneliness, isolation. A lot of times when it comes to health and longevity, we put so much emphasis on diet and exercise, which are main factors, but community affects our health significantly. And I believe it has a much bigger impact than we realize. Do you have that person, you know, in your life who you can call at 2 a.m. if you're in a crisis or when you just need someone to talk to or support you or encourage you? You guys know I'm all about being independent and not seeking praise or validation or happiness from other people, but no one can do life alone. We're not designed to be alone all the time it's our relationships that make our lives so much more fun and worth it and fulfilled it's so important to invest in your relationships with your friends and family and spend that time and so remember your community is a part of your overall health The population in Nicoya Peninsula Costa Rica in general maintain an active Um, lifestyle and emphasize faith and family, which is believed to contribute to their longevity. Having that sense of community and with faith also comes that sense of purpose and having that belief in something bigger than you takes the weight off of your shoulders and reminds you that you don't have to do everything on your own. This population Their diet consists primarily of rice, beans, fish, and chicken, and little to no intake of processed or refined foods. Sardinia, Italy actually holds the record for the longest living men in the world, which is interesting because historically, women are known to outlive men just because traditionally men have worked a lot more and work equals stress. Stress turns into chronic illness. But in this area in Italy, like the other blue zones, focuses on a plant-based diet, lots of walking, driving is not very common, and they have very strong relationships. Same lifestyle for, I'm going to say this wrong, (laughs) Ikiara, Greece, um, 
their population. So the key to most of these populations who live long and better lives is not anything crazy. It's simple eating real whole food, not eating processed foods, consuming more vegetables, fruit, grains, beans, rice, um, etc. More um and consuming those things more than eating a lot of meat, exercising daily, especially walking and having good social lives, um, investing into um, developing and spending time with friends and family. Okinawa, Japan is actually home to the longest living women in the world. Largely, um, they live to be in their you know 70s, 80s, 90s without crippling disability or illness. Um, so the idea is to not only live long, but to be in your 70s, 80s, 90s and still be able to function, have a decent level of mobility and memory and brain health. Um, last thing I want to talk about is a little bit about Huga. If you're on Pinterest a lot, you've probably seen posts about Huga. It's spelled H-Y-G-G-E. It is a Danish term defined as a quality of coziness and comfort, feeling of contentment or well-being. It's about taking pleasure in the little things and um, in the presence of gentle, soothing things. It became popular here in America through a book by Louisa Britz called The Book of Hugo, The Danish Art of Contentment, Comfort, and Connection. I highly recommend that book to check out. The author calls Hugo a practical way of creating sanctuary in the middle of very real life. So this concept goes back to what I was talking about er earlier, creating and implementing some of those weekend vacation moments into your life during the week or your everyday life, not just being relaxed once a week or even once a year. Hugo is not um, just about self-care or romanticizing your life and the small, simple things. But this concept focuses on soothing and comforting things. When a lot of us hear self-care, self -care, we think bubble baths and pampering, a massage, maybe a coffee. But the feeling we're really after when we talk about self-care is comfort. Um, things that are soothing and give us that sense of coziness. I love Hugo being defined as a practical way of creating sanctuary in the middle of very real life. We all know that life is not all sunshine and rainbows. Blocking out the noise and getting quiet, taking baths, journaling, reading is not always possible on a daily basis. We have work, we have school, we have family, we have bills, we have responsibilities, health challenges, life happens, but there are practical things that we can all do to incorporate and incorporate in our lives, even if it's just a few minutes once a week, um, where you can pick up a book or read a page, or you can take a 10 minute walk, or you can sit in silence or journal and brain dump, brain dump for five minutes, or sleep in for an extra 30 minutes, or go to bed an hour earlier once a week. Making wellness more practical so that you're not, you know, overwhelmed with trying to do a whole two hour, 5 a.m. morning routine every single day, but just being committed to and doing what you can when you can. Of course, if you can, you know, stick to the 5 a.m. routine every single day, it will be beneficial for you, but that's just not always realistic in most of our lives. So rather than doing nothing at all or trying to do all the things, and then end up doing nothing at all. Um, 
or like I said, trying to do all the things all the time when you might not realistically be able to. Huga is all about coziness and blankets, warm drinks, fireplace, fuzzy slippers, warm, you know, just warm, nourishing, comforting food, like things like soup, tea, porridge, or oatmeal for Americans. Danish people or Danes are reported to be the health happiest people in the world and they should be they have free college education they have social security they have universal health care they have paid family leave they have at least once a month of vacation every year Uh, like a whole month not a week a whole month which is almost unheard of in the working class america aside from taking sabbaticals or maternity leave here in america we don't get that much time off from our jobs so they don't have the same stressors that we have in this country although we don't have the same benefits there are some things that we can do to incorporate um, their habits from their culture into our lives most of us don't have a lot of leisure time or a ton of disposable income to get the massages and the lattes and the time off work for a relaxing day or you know, to get a ton of childcare so that you can get a break. Time and money are factors in determining what we can and can't do when it comes to what we eat and the stories we have access to and the exercise that we're able to do. But this episode was just about sharing with you guys that the majority of us can do something better to incorporate one healthier habit into our lives or get rid of one bad habit. Like I said, I love you know french slash european lifestyle i love studying blue zones and areas of the world that people live longer um one of the other things that i forgot to mention um in the loma linda california they don't because of the seven day of venice um, population many of them do not consume alcohol and they do not consume caffeine so that's something else to also take into consideration i like to go at least one or two days a week where I don't have any caffeine just to give my body a break from that as well. And I try not to consume alcohol pretty much at all. I drink maybe once or twice a month max. Two times a month is like my maximum and that's only when I go out. And so those are also healthy lifestyle things to incorporate. So that is it for this episode. Again, the book, um, I also recommend the little book on Huga. It is really good and um yeah if you guys have any questions dm me anytime um if you enjoyed this episode make sure that you're following this um, podcast and have this saved to your library so you don't miss any episodes from me dm me anytime with any questions or topics you want me to cover my instagram is at mara p sullivan you can also find me on lemon eight at mara p sullivan remember no matter how stressful or chaotic your life may be might be right now find your huga find your coziness find your peace and do not forget to love i'll talk to you guys soon bye